Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, yeah, I need to learn a magic trick. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Ah, shit. Well, hello there. It's the Luca Pete Show. It is Monday, the 4th of July, and you are quite welcome to it. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by my erstwhile colleague, Mr. Uh, Lukey Murr. Lukey, what's been going on? Why have you got that on your head? <laughs> have you got something to tell me? Because erstwhile colleague means that I'm no longer your colleague. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're not in the same room as me. True. We have to re- record yeah. remotely because I'm literally just mm. this minute back from a wonderful trip to Belgium. Um, oh, which I can confirm. Second, a donkey is that? Thank you. In it might be Dutch actually. I just remember being on a school trip in, I think Bruges, and they the woman said "hadonkyu." Um, right, I thought it sounded funny. It's funny what the uh, human brain remembers, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? Can't remember I any important stuff, can you? Breakfast. No, no, I really can't. The Dutch language is a very interesting thing. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to to work out, I reckon. But yeah, I was in Bruges. I was mm-hmm. in Brussels for a bit. Um, then I went to Verkta Park to see Nick Cave. Uh, oh, nice, cool. Yeah, and then I went to the, my wife and I, the Wi-Fi I have access to, and I went to Bruges. Now you heard a bit of straining in my voice there, uh, mm. those listening. Um, that's because I just took my socks off. So uh, right. I tried to do it in the middle of making a point. Didn't really work. Uh, I can't. I haven't got the same dexterity at bending over and taking my socks off as, as I had as a younger man. And I've mm. learned that live on this show. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The beans are still sweet. Here we are. How was your weekend, Peter? What have you been up to? I'll tell you about Belgium in a minute, but I'd like to know what you've been up to because presumably, as per Thursday's show, you've spent the whole weekend learning a magic trick that not only works for me visibly, but is going to work for Mm. our listeners audio only as well, and we can't bloody wait. Well, I think it's important for me to do the magic trick um, while we're in the same room. I think that's fair to say. So I'm going to wait until I'm going to keep my powder dry and maybe there'll be powder in, in, involved. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just see off three grams of cocaine. Uh, not again. Can I, that can last, you me to that the last hospital, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe I'll sort of wait until uh, we're in the same room and we can sort of um, film something for social. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Also, also, I forgot. Can I, can I also um, say, Pete, can I just ask a quick question? Was it Lola or Buckley? Uh, what do you mean? I said, Which dog ate your homework? Which one was it? <laughs> well, Lola's, uh, Lola's just had a haircut. Very nice. And my God, she looks like a different dog. Last time we gave her a haircut, like a couple of years ago now, she uh, it, it turns out that fur was hiding a multitude of fur biscuity sins. <laughs> it's fat dog. just like my beard. Uh, but, 
but this time around, she's uh, she's felt, she's fighting fit, and uh, she um, she she looks great for it. To be honest, she looks great, and she smells better. Luke, turns out washing your pet makes them smell better. Who knew? Do you, do you, do you do you still are you still paranoid about being the old smelly dog man? Uh, yes, yes, I am, but not paranoid enough to wash a dog. That's uh, not that's not in my uh, in my wheelhouse. So when, when, when does the threshold come? I don't know. I just think well, if it's got, if they've got d- visible shit in their hair, I'll go. <laughs> All right, let's let's get rid. But whenever um, they roll in fox poo, I can never really smell it. Uh, my partner I've access to has a sort of sixth sense for uh, for how they uh, for, for the smell of fox poo, but I'm not really sure what it smells I mean, like. Do you, you need know? a sixth sense? It's very much the ballpark of that is very much in one of the traditional five senses, isn't it? Therefore, smell. <laughs> Right, smell is the one that you need for that, and everyone's umami. got it. Yeah. It's got very umami smell and taste. Yeah, it's the fifth taste. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, that's been a lot of fun seeing a new dog running around the house. And uh, oh, look, I did my first at forty-one years old, forty-one years young. I did my first bit of bartending. Oh uh, my god! I've, ne- I've never worked in a bar. Why before. would you not tell me this in advance? I want to see the the absolute buffoonery that would have gone on. They've missed the <laughs> the, 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 poor, the 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 incorrect change being given. The pints with six inch heads on them. The not yeah. knowing how to make a cocktail. Well, that's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. But I think uh, I mean I won't be doing it again because I <laughs> I think lost about thirty quid's worth of rum on the floor. Yeah, I think nice. very very easily. So I'm at the um, Leon C Folk Festival that uh, takes place every year in in Leon C uh, in, in a churchyard, which is where a lot of the stuff was uh, going on. And my neighbour Damien, we've talked about him before. Yeah. He's the me that does stuff. Yeah, we know Damien. I have, we know Damien. I have the ideas. I usually buy something off eBay, relate to the idea, and then I just sit and watch it crumble before me I, you know i never do it away about it. but damien is a doer he's a man who does stuff and he's got his own um uh, rum uh company mm-hmm. and he uh was basically at the lean uh folk festival and he was making uh loads of rum uh drinks for everyone and i was uh and i said i'd help out so i popped down there and for a couple of hours i tended the bar um except i didn't really tend the bar i was auxiliary support for the bar uh, my responsibilities were filling up the bottles from a big, massive uh, plastic, um, vest- uh, like kind of like, um, like vat, uh, containers. Yeah, yeah, with like a little valve on the front. You'd, you'd you'd get a funnel and you'd get all the booze in the bottles. And, and, and oh, was that pure them. rum? Was it that pure rum, d- dark rum, uh, mixed rum, white rum, whatever rums it was? And there was loads of there's this vodka, is a serious operation well. that Damon's got going on there. Massive, and I was basically filling up all these uh, all these bottles with 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 hooch and. Um, uh, uh, and I was making uh, Bloody Marys with the Bloody Mary mix and a, and a couple of shots of vodka. And I was also making, he makes a bloody good Bloody Mary mix, and uh, uh, the chocolate martinis, um, both of which involved two ingredients only. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, um, so I'm basically chopping up limes, chopping up lemons, chopping up cucumbers and, 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 and flakes and all sorts of stuff. And then uh, I'm I'm also tasked with filling up the gin bottles and, and the vodka bottles and the rum bottles and that uh, with a funnel. And I started the tap off. The, the 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 vodka bottle has a has a long neck, as does the rum bottle. And <laughs> when the when it reaches the thin part of the bottle, oh, it goes quick. Yeah, oh, it goes that's quick. Physics, and baby. it went it went fucking everywhere. Yeah. And it did not. Stop! It did not. It just kept going, and it was all over my hands. And I had that kind of brain fart where you go, "How can I stop this? 
Shall I move the bottle further away from the teat? What I should have done was turn the tap off. But yeah. I, I, in my brain, in my adult brain, and, and to be fair, I'd got a little bit high off my own supply. <laughs> Just uh, on and the I was fumes. pissed. I was pissed at the Leon C Book Festival. And, Not uh, even and your I, supply. I, and honestly, the, uh, I, the, 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 his business partner was looking at me looking at what I was doing and then looking back at me and I'm looking at her and I'm going, I, I don't. I, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. And, and, I, and I lost about 30 quid's worth of, um, of rum on did, the floor. As, as, you, as, you, as you were rolling around in that rum, uh, <laughs> you, were you screaming to everyone, I run my own business. I run my own <laughs> business, you know. <laughs> this is well, outrageous. I, mean, I, I guess po- podcasts you can turn off. You can edit after the event. You can't edit that. a load of rum off the floor. You can't can edit you? thirty quid of rum back into the vat. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. You, did you say that to him as you as you were kind of wading through it knee deep? We'll edit this out later. Yeah, D- Damien's very sanguine about it. He did say that it's now uh, it, it's it's now become a um, an environmental menace. That pool of rum on the floor. Yeah. He's 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 self he's, he's self averting his um, self. Was he was he was he? Was do you think like deep down was he up to you? Mm. He was upset with you. Uh, I thing is, I don't know. I mean, the bottles of rum are like thirty quid each. Yeah, and I lost cracking on for a bottle of rum. Right, but that was payment for two hours work. I think. Yeah, it's not much of a payment for you, is it? <laughs> no, not really. That's the thing. I think I'd people like think that bartending is really good fun, and that it's like it, um, Coyote Ugly or something. But I think, well, a lot, I think there's, a lot of, of... there's a lot of focus on wastage and spillage because, like, so the margins are so narrow these days, right? That that's what I heard from his business partner to one of as her you other were mopping friends. it up <laughs> as I was mopping it, and I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's they were saying the, the margins are so thin, and I and I'm I'm fairly certain that was for my direction. Bloody <laughs> like, hell. stop spilling rum on the floor, yeah. you dickhead. Yeah, was it a good folk festival generally though? It was a good uh, it was a good folk festival. Uh, a band turned up that I uh, took umbrage with almost immediately right. uh, for being a load of fucking nerds. Uh, um, that's you and that's not it. that's not the vibe for a folk festival. I think when a band turns up on stage uh, and they are uh, basically, I took it against them because they're all fucking posh. They all say they live in Birmingham. Right. Every last one of them had a sort of plummy accent. Probably like in um, they actually live in Birmingham, Limington Spa or something. Well, they 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 said Birmingham and they had a song about spaghetti junction. Uh, oh, but that's the, like people the, who knows was... anything about Birmingham would say, isn't it? And I'll be happy. I'm happy to go on record right here, right now. I don't like Birmingham, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend it. But I mean, if you, the first thing you think of if you don't know Birmingham, presumably, is Spaghetti Junction, right? Um, no, I, I would say the Bull Ring. Weirdly, oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I I go out. I, you know, it's one of the. I think it's the second. I think it's the second most popular night out for Pete Donaldson and University Friends. I think it's a nice place to You're kind not of at university um, anymore, Pete. Not at university anymore. It just reminds me uh, of the but, Alan Partridge quote where he says uh, when he marvels at the um, at Spaghetti Junction, saying all the engineers, all the architects, all the workers taking X amount of years just to ensure that drivers don't have to go into Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Solid stuff. The um, so the, this band turned up and they were yeah. kind of like a oh god, what I mean, like a blue grassy kind of folksy wank. It was just so the, the they had a drummer, they had a bassist. Now, let let, let me uh, so you, far, stop so me when stop me when this sounds wank, right? Violinist. Uh, they had a God. What did that girl play? They had a guitarist at the back. Yeah. What did the girl in front play? I think she played the clarinet. Bang. And then 
Yeah. That's and it. And then the lead singer played a recorder. No, no, now, no. Now, you do not get away with playing a recorder past 10. Yeah, I think <laughs> Unless you are 10, yeah. a band geek. And I just took against them because they were very posh. And you know my feelings on, on, on posh people. I am pathetic. I realise that. I, 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 I That's something I've got to deal with myself and get over. But uh, I just found them a little bit too uh, vanity projecty for me. Was it? Was it? Was it a little bit like? Um, did it? Did it smack of the people who the type of people? And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use the what language you've used because I think that's unhelpful. <laughs> but is, is, is it the type of people who like they don't really need to be doing this, but they haven't got any money worries, yes. so they can just do what they yes. want, right? Yes. Okay. I think that, we can all agree. No matter what your accent's like, I think we can all agree that's not great for society. No, and and but I think that's kind of why we've got certain people um, top of the charts. Uh, in, in, and I was chatting well, to. I've worked really hard, George? actually. I've worked really hard. What are you looking at <laughs> me for? Jo- who's that Geordie lad? Uh, Sam Fender. Uh, Sam Fender. He sort of said that he he only got his break because he uh, because his manager managed somebody uh, good last time round, and he was able to sort of invest that money and stuff. Yeah. And so you get a certain sort of people get person get into music these days because. They don't have those money worries, and and you can see yeah. it from the the the, the singer songwriters you see in Das Hit Parade. And I know I'm perfect. To sort of when I hear uh, a band full of uh, plummies, I th- I sort of take against them because that that's not fair. But they've clearly, in my mind, been able to get away with playing quite esoteric uh, Greek uh, kind of wedding music uh, <laughs> on the recorder. <laughs> For, for five years. And that just sounds they're... arrogant and indulgent. It doesn't say anything to do with their background. It just sounds like they're a bit, he's a bit of a burke. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of burks who are working class as well, you know. That is true. I, th- that I, th- is I true. think I think with with the, the music industry is difficult because I've worked in it, so I know a little bit about it. And back in the day, it was people who would get things like the welfare would be a lot more considerable. People would be able to, the, the, the grants for university students, that kind of stuff. So people mm. could could kind of at least experiment a bit when they're young with things they're really passionate about, which ultimately I think yeah. is a very good thing. Now, there are other people who would say that's a, you know, that's a drain on society and it shouldn't be the public money and all the rest of it. Um, those people are are kind of, you know, obviously entitled to their opinion. But I, I, I feel like in society generally these days, we are a, a society now who knows the price of everything yet the value of nothing, right? So mm. artistic endeavour, cultural stuff that actually enriches everybody's lives, whether that be the BBC or, or what we're talking about here, that's like actually really important shit. And it isn't about boiling down the BBC to 56p a day. And I don't actually yeah. watch this. And I don't want, like, it's not about that. It's about like a communal project. It's about culture. It's about a society. It's about the but, value of something as opposed to the price of it. And to well, me, especially it, it frustrates the, me when people always apply the price to everything all the time. Well, especially when the yardsticks that they use to uh, beat the BBC, like your Netflixes and your HBOs and stuff, like Netflix in particular, hasn't turned a profit yet. <laughs> it's also like, completely fucking bullshit. It's, it's like a it's, million years to do it. It's apples as well. and oranges. Like how mm. much great radio? How much great um, website? How much great news? How much great weather? How much all this other stuff? How, how much mm. of that you get from Netflix? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't get anything from it. So I mean, that that's a completely f- false. Um, th- didn't Boris Johnson compare the NHS, the, a modern NHS, to Netflix the other day? But it's, it's, it's just mad. fucking word soup. Though, yeah, it's, it? it's mad. Kind of like you know, he, he shouts these things and then sort of just ignore the fact that I'm doing this and that. We live yeah. in a cacistocracy, Peter, where the the least suitable people to run the country actually run it. It's mad. It's I, I, crazy. I, well, thing. I, I think, as I've said before, I, I I I think it's mainly a kleptocracy and just people just fucking stealing and fucking 
portioning off bits of their fucking meds as as we. I, th- I think anyone also. I think on a, on a you know, sorry to take this out more earnest, but I think on a on a more serious note, I think anyone that's seen you rolling around in your friend's rum over the weekend would see <laughs> you, that you are much more fit to um to get stuck into all this important shit, right? I, I you know what? Yeah. I know that people are going to feel I'm taking the piss here, but I'm not. I'd bloody love to see you run a big arm of the BBC. Yeah. I think you're I mean, super be, creative. I think you've got lots of really be, great ideas. A lot of it would be niche and not really enjoyed by that many people. But I'll tell you what I'd give you, Pete. I'd bloody well give you BBC Three. I'd give you BBC Three now. <laughs> I think you'd be great at BBC Three. You can have, you're not having, you're not having be, Radio Four, right? Why not? You're not having Radio you Four. Need. You can That's have BBC you Three. Pete Donaldson on Radio Four, back again. They'll say it's the return. I'm like the kind of like the prodigal... Son, literally the son that that comes home. Pete I'll Donaldson tell you what I'll do. Died some years ago. Pete Donaldson's back on Radio Four. That'll be the the, the big tagline. It's a different person, crucially, isn't it? It is a different yeah, person. Crucially. It's just the same it name. Is. I I and the Radio Four listeners are very clever, so they'll know that. I'll tell you what I'll compromise on. <laughs> I'll give you. You can have BBC Three. And you can run that as much as you want. Just do what you want. Here's your budget. Mm. Do what you want. I'll mm. give you the BBC. Will do a hostile takeover of D Max, and you can have your continuity on that. Okie dokie. Cool. I'll yeah. also give you. Your own section of the website. You could do a BBC Four chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what the uh, the, um, the 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 Dmax has started sort of branching out into a lot more um, animal stuff, which I'm very much enjoying, and I think you'd enjoy it as well. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a program uh, just about sloths. Meet the sloths, they say. Meet the sloths. I'm up for it. Uh, the Have problem the is, sloths? I find I find th- 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 I do love animal documentaries, and I know that mm. you kind of roll your eyes when I was talking about animals. I do love animals. But and I know you only like gibbons really and chimps, but mm. I do have a cut off. I'm not really that into insects. Right. I'm not really that into what I would call. I'm not really into flora as much. I'm more the megafauna. I'm a bit of a basic bitch. So you like a big mushroom? Not. I mean, not really. I'll tell That's you what, what I, I love. If, if you show me like a, a, a documentary episode about that um, that shrimp at the bottom of the ocean that does that sonic boom with its claw and kills all the animals, I like yes. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. how nature's been like completely fucking twisted by evolution. I like that kind of weird stuff. So they've got to do something sexy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that bothered about the kind of mating habits of sloths, to be honest, because it take everything just takes so long to happen. It's, it's too slow paced for me. Right. Okay. Um, I, I think I think if I was in charge of the BBC, I'd definitely be um, looking. I mean, there's a lot of people, isn't there? Kind of, in my view, quite tragically positioning themselves to be the new David Attenborough because they expect him to. To, to, you know, nature's going to run its course at some point. With, oh, with do you Sir reckon David. that's a thing? Yeah, of course it is. A... Definitely. But they've kind of crafted that. So, so in in many ways, they they make these personalities the BBC, and then they sort of craft a sort of succession uh, sort of uh, question where there doesn't really need to be one. You can just have competing. No, but people, I think like... I think all the ego, ego, the egos of all the presenters means that they right. kind of make their own field, and they, they it's kind of a self fulfilling thing. Ah. But what, what, Pete, on that note, actually. You'd know more about this than me. I wonder if you actually even need one. And, and and you've just said that, but I'm saying it for a slightly different reason, which is that I think there's probably so much David Attenborough material over 70 years now Yeah. that could you just run an AI on it? Well, run an AI on his voice, yeah. certainly. Because most, like, most of the stuff these days isn't done in vision anyway. So no. just go out there, get those talented and very patient camera people to uh, film what they need to film, and then write the script and then just have... Or an impressionist. I mean, who needs an AI? Just have an impressionist. Give give the impressionist a, a bit of a job. Yeah, a friend of mine is a um, 
Yeah, that could, that could. I mean, I think an AI would work. I think the public would pro- probably accept that because all you want is those tones, don't you, over division? Mm. And like you say, he doesn't do he doesn't do envision stuff now. But a friend of mine is a uh, a very well respected cameraman in this field. Yeah, and he does sport and he gets loads of work to the point where he just he turns down work all the time because he doesn't want to do it all. Uh, yeah. and he gets paid well. Uh, anyway, he started out wanting to be a nature for. Uh, cameraman because he's big well, he was in his field like you said <laughs> yeah exactly he wasn't literally in the field his his big passion is um his birds right he's an ornithologist right and he said that um when he was kind of setting out to do his role to do his to do his thing he's chatting to a nature cameraman who said that like he'd just come back from uh africa or whatever and mm. he had been up a tree um <laughs> up a tree for almost two weeks right mm. with his food being sent up in a bucket and then um, his his shit being sent down another bucket right oh waiting for the migration of this particular flock of birds and they eventually came yeah but you had to be ready on tenterhooks for that amount of time to catch it and that's basically what nature camera work is it's yeah. just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting do you have like a are you allowed to listen to music <laughs> I think you've got to have all your senses about you. It's not going to go down well, is it? I've missed it. I missed the shot because um, the Mad Caddies have got a new album out. You can't say that. (laughs) It's like basically being a nature cameraman is like listening to an episode of the Football Ramble and waiting for me to do a funny joke. It's just waiting and waiting waiting and waiting. waiting. Once every two weeks, you might get a passable one. (laughs) Imagine if you didn't have it. The thing is with the camera work as well, those cameras are pretty complicated, right? So you've got to have everything on point, ready to go, mate. Yeah, agreed. Anyway. Agreed. Should we have a break? We Speaking a break? of breaks, yeah, yeah, let's do hmm. it. Should we, should we take a break? Send our um, effluvia down the tree uh, and get some and get some dinner uh, sent up. Bit of um, steak and eggs. And what would you uh, have if you're up a tree for a week? What would you have? Steak and eggs. I want to be backed up like you wouldn't fucking believe. Yeah, egg bound. You'd be your eggs. You'd be egg bound. Egg bound. <laughs> You'd be egg bound, mate. People have that problem, don't they? When they go on holiday and they can't uh, pass anything because they're egg bound. I don't know why. Egg bound. Lovely. Anyway, on that bombshell, let's get out of here and come back in a couple of minutes um, where we'll probably do some more of this inane chat and we might squeeze mm. an email in. But we've been bad at that recently. We've got to address that at some point. I think. Bad boys. What are yeah, you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm back with the Luke and Pete show, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that ad break. I hope nothing offended you. Uh, Luke, you were talking <laughs> about uh, uh, insects a little earlier on. I and my partner I have access to were sat in sat in our garden and uh no word of a fucking lie the world's smallest hummingbird came down and started fucking with the plants started going really um it was absolutely tiny except it wasn't actually a hummingbird it was the hummingbird hawk moth uh which right, is just a big i was about to moth. say there's never been a hummingbird observed in the uk i'm pretty sure of that well, there you go. Uh, it was a hawk moth. So it's just a gigantic moth that resembles a uh, a hummingbird. Huh. And it sort of just um, hovers about. And it was just um, chomping on the, la- you know, sniffing the lavender and getting the, getting the shit out of the lavender. It was fucking brilliant. Isn't that an amazing thing? Evolution has learnt that. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So basically Isn't it's that a, a moth thing? that apes the behaviour of a hummingbird. <laughs> and to the point it's so good at it that you thought it was a hummingbird. Is that right? Yeah, it, it really looked like a tiny little bird. I said, that's not an insect. That's just not an insect. Yeah, that is mm. unbelievable. I've never heard of them before. I've seen them. Um, I saw a really beautiful um, purple-blue um, butterfly when I was um, out in the countryside maybe about a month and a bit ago when I was having my bathroom done and I um, mm. almost had a meltdown because it was just too much pressure and too much stress. And I found a beautiful... I saw a beautiful butterfly in, in the field there and it actually made me think, Do you know what, life's not too bad. And then... <laughs> I looked online, and it was. I think it's. I think it was literally called the common blue butterfly or something. Like everyone <laughs> sees it all the time, and I'd never seen one before. Well, you know my feelings on moths. I would. I usually, if if it's a small uh, sort of clothes moth or carpet moth, he's getting a splattering. I'm afraid because I have a zero tolerance. It's the only insect I'll kill. Uh, is the, I, I have think a that's zero poor tolerance. by you. That's a poor decision. What do you mean? I think you can go. I would go. This is going to be a this is going to be a a political hot potato for some of our listeners. Which blue are, bottle? Do you? I, I, I don't mind blue bottle. I kill a fly. I, mind... I kill a fly. I kill a mosquito. I kill a wasp. I'd kill a mosquito. All right, fine. But if it's in England, I mean, how much blood are you realistically going to get out of me? And uh, nah, wasp. What wasps? I used to be absolutely shit cock scared uh, yeah. about, and these days I I don't. They they they're not as aggressive as I as I sort of imagined them when I was a kid, because it's the only thing I've ever been stung by. I am still floating around in the um, estuary slash sea uh, in Chalkwell, just down the road from me when I take the dogs for a walk. I'll, I'll sometimes jump in the jump in the water for a giggle. And um, 
and I'm constantly sort of looking around, almost hoping against hope that I'm going to get stung by a jellyfish that uh, occasionally sort of rocks up. Because simply, I uh, think I need to know what that feels like, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I'm I'm always scared of jellyfishes yeah. when I get in the water. So like and I just want to be stung by one so I know what it feels like, so I'm not fearful. Yeah, yeah. Of, no, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that if I were you, particularly not in other countries, because that could be, yeah, genuinely could be fatal. Portuguese man of war. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've got a, um, I've got a bit, first of all, just on the moth thing very quickly, because I've got a bit of childhood trauma based around wasps, which I'll tell you about in a second. Um, mm. If I, if you're one of those people who believe God created all the animals, right? Mm. I mean, he didn't, but say people, some people do believe that. The first thing I'd be asking God is, why do you appear to have made made moths out of sand? Yeah, why? I'm sure that I'm sure there's a very easy um, explanation for why they're so dusty. But when you they're pissing made of powder. Yeah, they just go down to nothing. I, I wonder what that um, what that remember that maybe that powder's like <laughs> pollen dust. I don't know. Could I don't be. know what it is on there. Maybe yeah, maybe they are dusters. Maybe they're nature's dusters, and they're doing you a very mm. big favour. But obviously, they'll eat they'll eat through your clothes. Anyway, the childhood trauma around wasps, which made me really frightened of wasps um, until I became a fully grown adult which might the Wi-Fi I have access to would argue that that happened in about 2020, um, mm. is that, um, so <laughs> I was at a, I think it was like a barbecue, a summer party or something, a friend of mine, I was about, probably about 10, maybe a bit older, maybe certainly no older than 12. And um, my friend, uh, his uncle had made a load of money. He was a builder, right? So you, I didn't go bore everyone with my, you know, my um, impeccable working class credentials yet again, but... There was a friend of mine on my street who lived a few doors down whose uncle had made loads of money as a builder, like proper like working class guy done good. And he had this mad house. Like looking yeah. back on that, it was mad. It was like a proper, I've got loads of money. I don't really know what to do with it. Because you know, people say you have to learn to be rich. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. just done everything because he was a builder as well. He just, every, he just done everything in his house. And he had this big swimming pool in the back garden. So it's like an amazing thing to be invited to this, um, to this house. Mm. And, um, so we went down for this summer party and there's loads of kids there playing the pool and there's loads of adults. And the guy whose house it was, um, I just remember there'd been a load of commotion around him to my right-hand side at the other side of the garden around where the, I guess where the barbecue was or whatever the food was. And there's a load of commotion. He was like on his knees, like doubled up on his knees in really mm. big trouble. And I didn't really know much about much at that age. At that age. Um, and I thought maybe, I guess maybe I thought he was having a heart attack or whatever. Um, but anyway, what turned out? What it turned out was, and then the ambulance came and everything. What turned out was he he had taken a swig of his can of beer, mm. and there was a wasp in it, and it got trapped in it, right? And the yeah. wasp had stung him on the inside of the throat. Oh! So basically, that's... his throat was starting to swell, and I don't think the trachea is actually that big. No. Um, or I don't know if it would be the trachea or the esophagus at that point or whatever. It's not actually that big, I don't think. So mm. when it swells a little bit, it's really bad news. Yeah. So he had to get cut to hospital. Anyway, it turns out he was fine. But you know, that's it. I was exactly the right kind of age um, where that kind of thing, which sounds like an urban myth and sounds like something that would... You know, it's the same thing, the reason you'd be scared of like quicksand as a kid. But to yeah. actually see it in person was actually quite traumatising. And because so it was like the, 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 the late 80s slash early 90s, no one gave a shit about that. They were just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, get on with your day or go home or whatever. No one really talked yeah. about it again, but it was actually really frightening. Yeah, I, I, but how quick... Does he put can to lip? That's why I'm mean. <laughs> like absolutely. No, because the wasp was inside the can. Yeah, I know. But do you think that like the the the, the liquid being sort of aggravated would sort of mean that the 
Oh, maybe it sort of st- maybe it sort of got surprised and sort of got uh, encapsulated yeah, by I, the liquid. And, and also, and I, I believe I'm right in saying that wasps can actually sting you for a large amount of time after they're dead. Mm, so yeah. it's not like a bee. Like a bee, a yeah. bee, a bee basically removes half its own body when it stings you, right? Mm. Wasps can do it. I think that's that stinger on a wasp remains active for quite a long time. So the wasp may have even been dead. And he just it caught me on the what? Walters? That's a, that's the only time I've ever been stung. I was on the Walters. What are the chances of that happening? How, well, how, and where did it sting you? Uh, on the arm. It was it was stood on my arm and then it stung me and flew off. Is like, it actually ah. that bad? So again, no, it, from memory, once, no, I don't it? think it was. It was, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I, 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 but I just think I need to be. St- I've not been stung since I was like eight, so I just need to be stung again. I'm absolutely delighted that we found something you're not allergic to. <laughs> I know, right? Because you are the, um, appara- in the right of the Venn diagram of someone who'd be allergic to wasp stings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently, I probably would be now, to be fair. I, I think, uh, apparently, uh, according to the internet, uh, the powder on a moth is actually tiny scales made from modified hairs. So, um, they... Lepidop- Lepidoptera. Lepidoptera. Well, a terrorist is someone who loves butterflies, right? Uh, which means scale wing. So, these uh, wings are all scaly, basically. Yeah, okay. There you go. All right. Mm. Uh, Peter, mm. should we um, leave? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think that's probably that, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, um, it's a better party somewhere else than Pete Donaldson, so let's go to another one. As always, uh, hello at lookingpeteshow.com is our email address. You can get in touch on uh, Twitter. We've also got an Instagram if you fancy it, mate. Uh, look at Pete Show. So yeah, yeah and, and I think on that note, places. because we were... Sorry to interrupt you there, Peter, but obviously mm. we're not in the same room, so it's a little bit of a delay. I apologise. That's not my rudeness uh, for once. Um I would, I would say this because we're getting quite. Uh, what's the opposite of diligent? Undiligent at right. reading people's emails. What might yeah. be nice is if people do email hello at lookingpeacher dot com with any particular topic or subject they want us to talk about, and then we can fold them into the process a little bit <laughs> okay, more smoothly, right? right? That um, works. So we'll still read some people's emails and all that kind of stuff when we get to it. But if you've got a particular subject or topic you want us to. Um, to talk about maybe just email on that and we'll we'll give you a name a shout out and we'll say look so and so wants us to talk about this and then we can it'll be a little bit smoother i reckon yes are we the only show that kind of works this out as we go (laughs) (laughs) and we never get there by the end never never this would change what change our mind again in three weeks time but that's it we keep you guessing that's that's a great (laughs) beauty of it and i would I, i cannot um leave the show peter without saying to all my american family and all our american listeners happy fourth july Happy it's Thanksgiving. Uh, no. Uh, that, Happy that, is that what Joe Biden said? Probably. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I must, I must wish them um, Happy Fourth of July um, and all that good stuff. And I hope you have a lovely day. And yeah, uh, we'll see you again on Thursday, right? All right. Yeah. Peace out. See you Thursday. Ta ta. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.